0: Previously on the Slut Show. How many bedbugs do you have? You want to do something illegal? Please fuck the living shit out of me. I love it, but don't. You might have given me an STD. I am planning to be sexually
1: active till I'm 80. Till I'm dying, bitch. Was it good sex? I feel like sometimes the stars need to be aligned for me to come. Doing if I can't time. have sex,
0: I can't have life. <laughs> oh my god. That I'm, I'm cutting it the fuck out, man. <laughs> <For laughs> now it's there. Sorry, mom. For the mom. World to see if you're listening. Sorry, mom. In today's episode of The Slut Show. Hey, my name is Ellen Moore. Nice to meet you. I host The Slut Show on the internet. I asked people if they masturbate and watch porn when I was 14 on camera. I've had a YouTube channel for forever. I post myself basically naked on the internet. Besides that, I was abused. I had anorexia and I did modeling internationally. But apart from that, I'm quite normal. I've been on a
1: date with a gigolo.
0: How am I supposed to tell my date? How is an escort supposed to tell her date that she is doing that as a job? What? (laughs) Yes. An undercover cop dressed in drag. This is like... Oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling anyone this. You intimidate me. If we don't start doing it, then there is going to continue to be people and children who are going to be abused. So that's huge. And that's something I'm very nervous about sharing on the internet. Cool. (gasps) Oh! All right. (laughs) Glad I got that on camera. Nice bloopers. (laughs) Oh, I should make a blooper edition of like the switch on Hammond. Oh, I have so many bloopers. You have no idea. All right. All right. Ready for action in three, two, one. Hey, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. Exactly. Welcome to The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. My name is obviously Ellen Moore, and today I am back in the studio with my most talented designer friend, still I bold-ass babe. Actually, you shaved your head a little further today. Again, yes.
1: yes. I asked my roommate to do it for me because was getting a bit like fuzzy i was like right i, I went shorter it's
0: and she's back irsa maria welcome to the studio again thanks for
1: having me babe
0: you're so welcome we are going to be talking about loads of things um and this episode is mainly about how to tell your date your life story because we've all been through stuff and how do you tell someone you're romantically involved with what you've been through it's it's
1: quite complicated
0: sometimes
1: definitely yeah. and we're going to discuss when exactly do, you do it do you put everything all at once all those questions we're going to be gonna answering gonna in a bit it.
0: before we get started. The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. The podcast slash talk show about shit we as females have to deal with on a daily basis. About feminism, insecurities, feeling like a bomb-ass bitch, and obviously about loads of sex. Enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment. Your weekly dose of empowerment. What is the most empowering thing you did lately?
1: Ooh, um... I don't know. Well... Um. Hmm.
0: Good question, right?
1: Definitely. I don't know. Um. <laughs> 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 oh my god! This feels oh, is too funny! Oh, what is this now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we focus? Thank you. Um. Most inspiring thing. Um. Oh, I okay, this is kind of funny. I'm going on a date today, and um, I basically asked the guy out because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to ask him because I like him. Good for you, you fucking feminist. Oh, I wasn't going to wait for him to ask me. Awesome. I was like, hey, you want to do something later? That is great.
0: That is great. Yeah. So my, my most recent uh, empowering thing, I... Uh, uh, Okay, so it hasn't happened, oh well, yeah, no, yeah, oh my God, yeah, okay, listen, so I asked my um my psychologist for um to be seen by a psychiatrist um, for antidepressants, and um, I was uh, f- for my entire life, I considered antidepressants something for failures for people who couldn't do it on their own, mm-hmm. for people who like pussies basically and for the first time i decided to, that it was time for me to not no longer think that and to start taking them and so yesterday i started taking antidepressants so that's huge and that's something i'm very nervous about <laughs> sharing <laughs> on the internet
1: yeah i get that but good for you girl that you yeah like decided to put the stigma around it to the side and just do what's good for you
0: yeah exactly um this week's slutty science is uh, once again very interesting, and before we get to the information... I got some slutty science for you because we like to stick to facts. Slutty science more. What we experience in our lives shapes us to be the person we grew up to be. For me, abuse plays a big role in my life as I was abused as a kid. Child physical abuse and neglect represent the two most frequent forms of child maltreatment. Nearly 25% of children experience physical abuse and over 16% experience physical neglect globally. Although defining both physical abuse and neglect remains challenging, we can conclude that protecting children from maltreatment requires active efforts and prevention and intervention at the individual, family, community and societal levels. Child abuse pediatricians often carry the stigma that their role is to solemnly diagnose maltreatment while in reality, however, child abuse pediatricians use their clinical experience and their current evidence-based medicine to make the best medical diagnosis for children they evaluate. When we look at the legal outcomes of medically evaluated children, a study shows that out of the total group of 1,698 children, a little more than 28% of the children got diagnosed with at least one type of maltreatment. In that 28% of diagnosed abused children, less than 32% of cases involving, in this case, 151 children, went to court, leaving 325 abused children without any form of legal justice. Therefore, we can conclude that the, ma- that the majority of suspected maltreatment cases seen by child abuse pediatricians did not result in criminal court outcomes. Even though many cases do not result in criminal court outcomes, they do have a lasting effect on abused children. Research shows that, th- that child maltreatment is a risk factor for ado- adolescent dating violence child abuse and neglect from a widespread and severe disorder of the child-caregiver relationship. Besides being exposed to the physical harm, abused children and adolescents frequently suffer from severe psychological, emotional, cognitive and behavioral disorders that lead to significant mental and emotional distress and burdened lives. Medical findings in physical abuse have the highest potential to be noticed by physicians because they are more likely to send out than mental abuse. In child sexual abuse, in the majority of the cases, the examination shows no physical evidence and rarely serves for diagnostic and forensic purposes. Therefore, mental and sexual abuse are more likely to go unseen. Damn. These are shocking statistics to me. Yes. A quarter of children is being abused globally right now. That is insanity to me.
1: That is... So fucking much, like,
0: and even more so that the the cases that actually s- go to court, that's only a third of those cases. Like two yes. thirds of children are left without any form of legal justice. That's insane. The
1: fact that so many parents get away without repercussions and right. leave their child so scarred and, uh, like, f- yeah, well, not fucked, but like, he has to live, like, they the child has to live th- with that right uh, scar for the rest of their life. And those parents do not feel anything like th- like they don't get yeah. a, don't they don't get any repercussions or there's no punishment, there's no, no punishment legal form of action probably whatsoever. like th- it's also for me so weird to think about that many like th- those parents they're just people who have friends, and probably nobody knows about this, and mm-hmm. even if they know they probably think it's not that bad and just having a bad day and I think we normalize some forms of abuse as well.
0: I think normalization and stigmatization and, and taboo surrounding these subjects are uh, enabling these things to keep happening. And yes. I think that's why it's super important to speak up about subjects like these and to open up about these things. Because if, if we don't start doing it, then there is going to continue to be people and children who are going to be abused for their entire childhood. And that is something... Because it is so personal to be, and because that's stuff I went through, I just don't want that to ever happen to anyone else. And
1: because it's so, it's it has such a big impact on the rest of your adolescent and right. young adult life. Like you're now in the city and living your best life, but right. that, it still haunts you and follows you around. Like yeah,
0: exactly. How do you feel that your childhood um influenced your adolescence?
1: I think I grew up quite fast, um, not because of my parents, but because I had a brother that w- that's autistic, so uh, he was two years older than me, but um, he he's like high-functioning autism, uh, so he did like in the Netherlands, like the highest level of high school, and he's studying that right now, and he's doing fine, but he required a lot of attention, and on the social spectrum, it was uh, at times a lot harder for him, and... Uh, he required more attention and I have a little brother as well and he th- I think he suffered uh from that too and i th- I always feel like I'm the older oldest sister to my two younger brothers but my brother is actually two years older than me so you can
0: imagine when you start taking care of someone from such a young age on
1: yeah and I, I also know that my my dad didn't always know how to handle my brother very well uh, because he himself had some childhood traumas that basically uh he saw in my brother that's horrible that is pretty bad and uh that's why he cannot take loud noises and my brother makes a lot of noise so that's not a very good match and i was always the one standing in between because i knew that my dad wouldn't hurt me um he would not phys- uh, necessarily physically hurt you yeah, but he and would but he also wouldn't scream as loud at me if i was standing in between than my mm-hmm. brother because i was the only girl between and i have two brothers so i think that helped right. so i did that because i also couldn't take it when my brother was being screamed of at. Course. because i think i have more empathy than my dad um i think and my, my mom does too so um that made it be complicated but my relationship with my parents actually uh got a lot it, i had a good relationship with my parents like on the daily i did my own thing when i still lived there and then uh, like a few times a year I would do like a day like going to a museum and going for dinner with my mom or going to the beach or then I would have a dad uh, a weekend with my dad we g- we'd we go to Antwerp or something and um, that always made it okay I knew that they loved me and that they uh, wanted to give me attention but they also had to work you know my, my parents my parents both work and Well, there was, like, balancing everything.
0: Would you say you grew up in, in like, a normal situation, considering the circumstances?
1: Well, I have no idea what normal is. When I was young, I was always really jealous of normal families, but Mm -hmm. I realize now that that really doesn't exist. Well, there are some people who are lucky who just have one sister, and they get along, and they go through school quite easily, and they have nice grandparents, and it's all fine, but I think more than half of the families have some kind of complication whether you can see it on the outside or not like there's a lot uh, of family divorces or whatever you know there's so much so in that sense i think my parents did a very good job um mm-hmm. and now that i am gone i i talk to them quite a lot i go by every once or uh, once every 2 to 3 4 weeks at least once a month mm-hmm. sometimes twice and sometimes even 3 4 times depends a bit um on a whole lot of stuff how busy we are and but um i call them a lot and i don't know it's it's been it's been pretty good and i think like my brother has moved out as well now and uh that shit
0: makes the family dynamic shift i can imagine
1: it's unimaginable the the but night also and day because my brother my little brother is only four uh he ju- sorry he just turned 15 like a few days ago congratulations on your little brother <laughs> i will tell him um and i think he was suffering too because um uh, my brother has a really high iq mm-hmm. um and he was failing at school, and well, I won't go into too much detail, but he wasn't doing very well in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like a scream for attention, maybe. Right. Maybe didn't realize that, but that's why my my parents uh, looked for a room for my brother because he couldn't do it on his own. Mm-hmm. And now he moved out like a month ago, and I think he's he's liking it okay. There he wants to maybe move to Luckily. another spot, but he he can he can deal with himself now. He can cope. He's 21, I think. Uh, On oh no, he turns 21 in September, so. Cool. Um, how how do you feel like
0: your all the things you've been through, all the things that um that make you the person who you are today? How do you feel like that um that shows in in the retrospective of dating how how does that take place in dating because for me i always like i think i had a conversation with my close friend akiv the other day you better you better be watching my friend uh, if you're not watching i will haunt you down <laughs> uh, anyways so nice so kind um such a sweet girl right right mm. anyways no i told him like uh, I just don't want to go on yet another date, yet another first date, and then I have to go there, and then I'm going to be like, hey, my name is Ellen Moore, nice to meet you. I host The Slut Show on the internet. I ask people if they masturbate and watch porn when I was 14 on camera. I've had a YouTube channel for forever. I post myself basically naked on the internet. Besides that, I was abused. I had anorexia, and I did modeling internationally. But apart from that, I'm quite normal. Like, I didn't want to have that conversation again where I have I, to I tell that, yeah. tell someone all those things because it's a great way to keep people at a distance, but it's also a very poor way to get close to people um, because especially people always, when when you're online dating and stuff, they, they ask to follow me on Instagram, which is absolutely normal and fine and great and I completely understand because I want to see their Instagram as well, but my Instagram is quite out there, you know, so... Yes.
1: Um... Well for me I guess um since I've moved to Amsterdam everything's been a bit back to normal for me I could I I I like give gave it a place like mm-hmm. my family history and um sometimes I felt a bit guilty because I felt like I sort of like left my little brother um like alone and just let him like yeah I don't know um so I I think I gave that, like, a spot and I have peace with that or something. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a part of me. And I don't know, whenever somebody asks where I'm from or whatever, I just tell them, yeah, I'm from this town. I have two brothers and uh, I have a good relationship with my parents. And I never really put it out there, like, on the table first. But when somebody asks, I don't know, I I, I feel like how comfortable I am depends on how yeah on the vibes you have that really depends how much i tell them sometimes you you notice that they're not really actually listening and they're just asking questions yeah and then i don't tell them but if they're like actually interested in like how did you grow up grew up and then right then i can for me it's complicated
0: though because i live in amsterdam and i'm relatively young i'm 21 and then people ask me um so you live in amsterdam how did you get here so then the answer is because of modeling then it's like oh when did you get into modeling and then it's like 14 uh ish and Mm -hmm. then it's already like she's been modeling she was 14 how did how does that look and then it then the follow-up question usually is how do your parents deal with that how did they like that and And then then i'm like like, well well don't speak to them
1: yeah i get that and then the whole story like how i think for me um it's sort of like a different world. Right. Yeah, I have my past with my family that's been complicated, but that's not something I'm living in right now. Um, or not as much. Okay. I mean, I don't go on the holidays with my parents and my brothers because I cannot deal with that. Cause, I don't know. That's just not nice time for me. Right. Um, I don't like Christmas with my family as well. This is just 100% stressful and. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Those things are not the best moments for my family. But um yeah, in daily life I, I don't think about it that much anymore. And I tell my friends, I, I know all my roommates know this and my friends know about this, uh and sometimes I go back there and something like an something happens and I cry and I tell them, but I don't know, I don't really tell my it's dates all that much at and first. It's not it all goes that- slowly, but for me it's not it's not that big. I think right. for you it's been your entire life
0: right it's it's shaped me in so many ways i mean i just uh told you guys i'm on antidepressants like uh that that there's also it's very likely to that's also what i what i just said in the slotty science um that it's very normal to to be feel fucked because because you you've been through so many things right and then I, I struggle with, with telling people and... Hey, did you hear that? I think we've got mail. I think we got mail too. There is a listener who's also struggling with something. Um, let me get the question exactly. Yeah, there we go. So uh, one of our listeners uh, reached out to me and mm-hmm. she uh, told me a little bit about herself. And she asked, um, because she's also struggling with telling her date certain things. And she's like, when am I supposed to tell my date that I work as an escort? Which is a fantastic question, and I mm-hmm. feel very honored that she dared to tell me that she works as an escort and that she doesn't know when to tell her date, but oh my god, I don't know. Holy shit. Because okay, yeah, I struggle yeah, yeah. with this as well. Like, yes. how am I supposed to tell my date? How is an escort supposed to tell her date that she is doing that as a job?
1: I don't know. It, uh, you d- I feel like um, you have absolutely zero obligation to tell them that you are an escort. But um, on the other hand, it's a good filter for guys, I guess uh, not everybody can deal with it. And it would be a shame to have five really nice dates. Then after the fifth one, you think, okay, it's so good. I tell him and then you get hurt because they don't know how to handle that. Right. So in that sense, I would probably tell them sooner rather than later, but maybe not. I'd, like if you m- meet someone off of Tinder or something, don't put it on your profile. Definitely, though. What if you would? I
0: don't think it's a bad idea to put on there. I work as a sex worker. Uh, for me, um, I, 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 have. I think <laughs> I host a slut no, show.
1: Not that you cannot, but it's maybe not safe. Uh, right. Because there's also a lot of creeps, and I don't know. Um, but honestly, you can tell them whenever the hell you feel like it. Right. I agree with you. I think I that... just. There's a
0: way too big of a stigma around.
1: Definitely yes. I maybe tell them even before you meet up because then it, it's a shame to have 700 first dates and every, every. I think there's still such a big stigma around it. Like
0: right, and then also how when you proceed and when they are okay with it like that's not the question at all but it's interesting to me when they are okay with it then do you keep working um when yes it's do you prioritize it's just it's
1: just a job if you work at the supermarket it's the same you don't quit your job at the supermarket because you start dating someone you also yeah so why do it's it's literally just a job so why would you quit being an escort because you got a boyfriend
0: I think there's a lot of people who are not as open to the idea of dating an escort, being with an escort as the two of us maybe are. Um, have you
1: ever dated someone that has had anything to do with the sex work world? I, maybe not like... Not directly, but I have
0: ex- uh, like um, suspected someone to be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Was it a girl or a guy? It was a guy. And... Um, I suspected that because of certain things that he mentioned and um
1: interesting you know i've been on a date with a gigolo (laughs) you have yes it was only one date Okay. um how did he tell you uh he had it on his bumble profile but i thought it was a joke ah He's. Oh, no. Okay, oh, interesting. <laughs> this, this is the guy that went, I had the really weird date with the creepy guy oh, fuck, with no, no shoes. You're yeah. Shitting. Yes. OK, oh so God. this is not the best example, but it's a funny story. I went on a <laughs> date with a guy he had on his profile, just got out of jail. And I asked him, like, did you really just get out of jail? And he said, yes, I was a gigolo in Las Vegas. And I, uh, I got caught uh, by an undercover cop that was dressed in drag. And I was like, "That's a good story, but I don't believe it at all." Um, what? Yes, an and undercover
0: then- cop dressed in drag. This is like
1: yes. a serious f- movie or something. It was. It was. I was like, "This cannot be true." But then on the date, it was a really weird guy. He wore no shoes. He was really creepy. So the date lasted only like half an hour. But it was true. He didn't believe in uh, corona either, so it was a big no-no. <laughs> which he did not tell me he was a physics major he was
0: how do you not
1: believe in corona he was a physics major no it was a physics phd uh candidate oh my god yeah it was the weirdest date i've ever had right
0: yeah oh my god something something that also uh i think we spoke about this um i don't know when but we we definitely spoke about this Mm -hmm. people always ask me like um because when you go on a date, you kind of forget someone's age, right? You're just there mm-hmm. and you looked it up right before you, you were you were yeah. waiting for them. You looked it up. Yeah, you read yeah, the yeah, conversation yeah. back and you're like, okay, let me meet them. And then you talk and then because of what you're talking about, because of the conversation, you kind of form an image in, in your own mind about how old someone is and how... Um, what their back- background story is and you get more of like more depth into who that person mm-hmm. is and then one of the questions that comes up t- with me a lot because um, if I don't mention any of the things I've been through and any of the things that shape me who I am to be who I am and if I'm just like yeah, I make music and I go to school and I just leave the slut show for what it is. I don't tell people that and I don't tell people that I'm not in touch with my parents and I pretend to be as normal as I possibly <laughs> can be. Then they're like, yeah. how, wait, how old were you again? And I'm like, okay, guess. And they don't ever guess under 25. Yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, I'm 21. And then they're like, how, did you, how How? are you this mature?
1: Yeah, and then you have to tell them. That's exactly, that's right. exactly what I have as well uh, because I'm 19 and... I don't know what the fuck how is she 19 like (laughs) I know (laughs) yeah yeah, I just turned 19 a few months ago so um I think because I was sort of the older sister to my older brother if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I grew up really fast when I was 16 I uh, got a job in uh, the city close to my town right um I started working it was like a student job all my friends there were like 20 and I was 16 and then when i just turned 18 i moved to amsterdam so i don't know because i was i think i was already the responsible kid even when i was 16 so that's why at 19 i I, got all my friends not all my friends i have some friends that are my age but most of them also because i live in a student house with like 13 roommates uh most of them are a bit older as well (laughs) yes um a, a lot of show. fun. <laughs> Such a slut show. Such a slut show. No, um, <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that makes a huge difference and if I feel comfortable telling them, it's like, yeah, okay, I've been through this and this and I was basically already older than like my older brother. But if I don't feel like telling them and just say like yeah when I was sixteen I started working at this student job. I just have always had older friends right. and I don't know. I I just picked the version that I'm comfortable telling with. Right. Bo- bo- both both are true, but right, I guess one that is more so profound much. and deeper than the other. Yeah. Because basically the fact that I had older friends was not uh a coincidence, but it was right. because I was already on that on that level, I guess. I never really I had a few friends, a few close friends in high school which I really liked um but I also felt like at some point I started growing uh, like apart a bit because I was trying things at 17 and they were like they weren't even drinking yet so and um, you were trying partying mm. whatever we'll okay, keep okay, that yeah. we'll keep that for another um, episode <laughs> but um yeah no so i don't know i've always had this i've always been uh yeah more like more mature more mature yeah than your peers or maybe not even mature but just i've just been through shit you know
0: you've seen life you've seen deep deep places like stuff like that
1: yes and also i always i am i'm a really big thinker so Mm -hmm. some people i feel like don't until they turn 18 they just go through life they go through high school they just go to school hang out with friends and they don't really they don't really like think about I, I think about the world and i think about the, the impact i can have and i've i'm just so so much in my head and then with the experience You're very i've aware had of the and situation I've, around and I've, you and i've traveled a lo- uh, not one well, not a lot but i've traveled on my own as well mm-hmm. and that was a very valuable experience and i don't know altogether i think i don't know i'm a bit more mature but i right. don't like saying that about myself
0: I think you should say it about yourself if it's true. Okay. And um, yeah, for, for me, like uh, like you just said, adapted versions of the story, which are all the truth. I have so many adapted versions of the mm-hmm. story. Um, either it's, yeah, I traveled a lot, which is true. Or I did modeling from a very young age on, which is true. Or I uh, worked abroad, which is true or i ran away from home when i was 17 uh, yeah. which is true um and i or i had a had to, i was very poor and i had to work a lot which is uh, sometimes still true <laughs> um s- yeah but you're just big different
1: versions right. uh,
0: that you're comfortable telling them right but it's all of them at the same time and that's what's sometimes yeah. even more complicated that's what intimidates me even
1: is it still right are we are we recording?
0: Are we even recording? I hope so. Yes, we are. Yes, we oh, are. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. um, sometimes I'm just like, ha- okay, so I picked one. Then how am I going to tell the rest? Because I don't want to tell all of them at once. Because it's just too much. Yeah, I people think can't people,
1: take it. people get scared or intimidated or like, oh, that she's a walking disaster. Or
0: There I have been guys who literally told me, you, you're s- such an emotional being and you're so mature. I don't think... I think I'm too big of a pussy for you and I think I'm too weak and I think I'm too... Um, I think you're too much for me. I think I
1: can't handle you. I think
0: you intimidate me. Like, those are
1: quotes uh, And I, th- got. I think they... Okay, it's better that they say that than, than not say it and just ghost you. But I guess that it's true for them because they are yeah, just... sure. Uh, it's better if, if they say it, though, because I don't know... You told me on our first date as well. Like Oh, oh how what version did I give you? I That's think, interesting. Because um, we
0: went actually we went on a date, um, the two of us. That's how we met. And if you wanna hear the whole story on, on that, uh check out the last podcast of How I Met Elmore, the podcast. I don't know exactly
1: how it went. Um, but I think you said something about moving uh or going uh, uh moving out of your parents' house at sixteen and now it's right. like Oh cool, was that a choice or was something bad happened and then you told me a bit about your parents and I will and I, I I remember that I said like okay you can tell me but you don't have to. If I ask a question that you feel uncomfortable with, please right. do not answer anything you don't want to because I know it's the first time we're seeing each other. Right. And then you told me about I think the modeling you told me like briefly about, but not too mm-hmm. much, about drawing all the the crazy partying and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you because you probably didn't know if I like that or. Yeah, it's always
0: for me. It's like, like searching. You need to is someone doing drugs? Can I give them my like crazy? Yeah, exactly. Is yeah, yeah. A lot of sex. Can I give them a crazy sex stories? What? What? Which of the stories can yeah. I tell
1: in order to? And um, I think we both established that we weren't actually gay or bisexual but we we already said before we went on a date that we were it was our first date with a girl yeah so that
0: was comfortable for us right i was very glad that it was your first date with a girl too yeah w- did i didn't feel was... like any pressure yeah exactly and, uh, and before that i was like oh fuck if i were, were to actually go on a date with like a hardcore lesbian which is yeah. super fine then i would feel a lot of pressure to to act
1: because you also don't want to bother lesbians with your exploring your sexuality yeah exactly i don't can be a bitch for lesbians yeah this is a sidetrack by the way but it can be a bitch Huge, for lesbians yeah exactly all these oh another camera out what does it say internal
0: tempera temperature is too high of the camera it needs to it's cool not down even hot in here oh my god okay so our close-up to ursa got cut off but we're, we're just going to continue with two um so be it <laughs> we still have two that's enough that's, that's um, cool so what is the sluttiest thing you did recently shoot
1: um i'm going on a date with a guy which i already went on a date with with a friend with his friend ah they <laughs> can't it's so and hilarious they, they don't know that i uh, he knows okay, so the one you date at first yeah is a
0: friend of the guy you're gonna date today today yes and the guy from today doesn't know that you're gonna
1: well, he knows that I know the other guy because he saw that on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't. He doesn't know that I dated the other guy. But they were old colleagues, so if he okay. watches this, he finds out. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna hey. that's gonna be a little bit from now, so that should be fine.
0: Hopefully, hopefully, it's, <laughs> it's a tad pre-recorded, not that much to be honest, but a tad. Um, the. Oh god. That's nice though. That's it's, it's, it's hilarious though. I was though. like,
1: why not? Like I he asked me for my Instagram and I was like, yeah, it's this and this and he was like, how do you know this guy? And I was like, I wasn't lying though. I said through my roommate, which was not a lie, but it was definitely not the full truth either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sluttiest thing I did
1: recently. <laughs> um
0: well, not recently, um uh, but <laughs> one of the sluttiest things I did was, um, okay, so, oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling anyone this. So there was this person that I met in a club and I, it's him, I I, I met this guy in a club and I was very, very (laughs) attracted to him. I was just like, oh, you're so hot. And then um, I was uh, with a friend of mine and I was sitting on my friend's lap. It was a guy and um the guy i met at the club the really hot one he thought we were together and he was like "Uh, so how long have you guys been together and i was like oh we're not together and he was like oh good and i said why is that good and he said because i i you're so hot and i was like well thank you that's mutual and i was rolling balls at that point i was (laughs) out of this world gone on molly and (laughs) fuck why am I saying this
1: <laughs> uh, anyways
0: um and he was like uh, so you don't have a boyfriend then I said no do you he said I don't have a boyfriend and tonight I don't have a girlfriend either and I th- thought that meant he doesn't have a girlfriend but it meant that he didn't have a girlfriend because I was there and uh, he did actually have a girlfriend
1: that's how I thought it was Yeah, it, but yeah. I was very very fucked up. Fucked so up, up yeah, so it doesn't matter. I did it's not, not your it's his fault not yours. I agree. I agree, but that's one of the <laughs>
0: slightest things I've done definitely. <laughs> um and we had great sex. Um Which
1: which guy uh, where was this? Tell me later if you don't want to.
0: I'll tell you off camera who it was. <laughs> uh and so we I took him home uh and then I I was I was drugged and when I get drugged I'm just
1: like, "Oh, my friend and so yes of course that's that's what happens everyone does
0: right and um so i i invited over like three entire (laughs) ubers full of people so (laughs) that's hilarious at like six in the morning three entire ubers loaded with people showed up at my apartment good idea and we were all standing there like and and like the the most the the most movie kind of after party that you can imagine where people are like brushing their face with brushes and like feeling on soft Furry things and touching each other. This right, exactly. Well, we tested it the other night. It was great. It was great. (laughs) It was great. Um, Yeah. So that kind of kind (laughs) of thing happened. I felt like a huge fucking slut, and I loved it. I loved it so much. Great.
1: Good for you. And his problem that he had a girlfriend. He shouldn't have had sex
0: with me. But that is not. That
1: is frankly my problem. His mistake, not yours. Fuck that.
0: And on that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in for this week's episode of The Slut Show. I I am adoring recording these episodes with yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm much. having so much fun as well. It's, it's so, so good. good. It empowers me so much.
1: It makes me feel like a good feminist. Right. Exactly.
0: If you're interested in reading the information again, I mentioned in the slutty science, then check out the description box of the YouTube video, which is my YouTube channel, youtubecom slash more. In next week's episode, I am back with my friend, my love, my darling, my favorite designer, your Maria, and Glad we are to going be to be back, b- back again. Ooh, we're we're going to be discussing how to support friends who are struggling with mental illnesses, mental disorders, depression, anxiety, uh, eating disorders, and everything in between. Uh, I have very interesting science for you for next week, and um, for now, please follow me and Irsa on Instagram. Her Instagram is
1: at Irsa Maria. Earset, Maria.
0: <laughs> and my instagram is all more. to stay tuned and to be able to ask questions that we will be answering in the next episode of the slut show please send me a comment a dm anything send me an email whatever you feel most comfortable with or send money if you want to send money that'd be awesome as well <laughs> don't forget to follow us subscribe to my youtube channel for now thank you guys so much for watching see you next week and for now sluts, sluts
1: out <laughs> so <nice. laughs>